You're listening to the Live Well Radio Podcast Show. A wealth of information for a life of inspiration. And here's your host, Brett Coleman. Hey everyone, today is Wellness Wednesday, and you really don't want to miss today's entire episode, especially if you're a pregnant mom or a parent of young children, because today we're about to uncover some pretty interesting facts on the hidden dangers of those little plug-in air fresheners. As you may or may not know, there's a ton of controversy surrounding this topic right now, and there has been for many years, and to help us shine some light on this subject, we invited our good friend Joanna Moyer on the show today because Joanna has discovered a much healthier alternative to those potentially toxic air fresheners. Hey, Joanna, thank you for being here today and sharing some inspiration with all of us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Brett, for having me. So let's rip right into this topic of air fresheners. So let's give people an idea. You're a mom, full-time mom of two boys. I mean, that's (laughs) both hands are full. Uh, They're two and four. Yeah. Uh, and when did you first discover the health risk of these conventional plug-in air fresheners? Well, the health risk I discovered when I was doing research, when they, before my kids were even born, uh, before I became pregnant, I did a lot of research on um, phthalates in general. And phthalates are one of the compounds found in these air fresheners. And what I found was uh, of really great concern. I found that they caused birth defects, um, reproductive harm, which was obviously of concern to us as people who were going to have kids soon. So um, I delved into it a little bit more and just found a slew of information that was overwhelmingly alarming. Yeah. So for people who aren't familiar with phthalates, go ahead and spell it. So it's P-H-T-A-L-A-T-E-S. It's a chemical. Phthalates. Yep. It's actually a group of chemicals. A group, a, a combination of, group oh, of okay. chemicals. Good. I'm glad you pointed that out to us. So phthalates are found in other things besides air fresheners, right? Absolutely. So household cleaning products, household products, vinyl flooring, um, cosmetic products, your makeup, the chapstick you're putting on your lips, uh, the mascara you're putting on your eyelashes, um, they're found in, uh, in personal care, in fragrances, the, the food that we eat, the containers that our food is, uh, is being kept in. I mean, you name it. And, food. And yeah, because phthalates leach into the oh, food. Man. So when they're in the containers, they'll leach into the food. So, you know, I always wondered how these companies got these little scent uh, air fresheners that smell so good. Uh, you know, we go to these stores they have at the outlet malls and different stores around the country and you walk in the store and it's great smelling, but then you kind of say, okay, now what's making them smell so good? And it can't be good for us uh, in most cases, correct? Correct. So excellent point that you bring up there. Um, yes, they are, they are, not only are the ingredients of these air fresheners of really great concern, but they do have a really great effect on our health. So we talked about phthalates. Some of the other ingredients in air fresheners that you'll find are formaldehyde. It's a widely known carcinogen. Um, it is it is known to cause cancer of the nose and throat. It's definitively linked to that. It causes breathing problems, infections, frequent nosebleeds, other respiratory issues pregnancy, in pregnancies. Babies are born with lung issues. Um, when they are in, exposed to these uh, to these toxic substances, it also contains naphthalene and volatile organic compounds, also known as VOCs. VOCs are what actually allow these 
beautiful smells that you talk about spread through your room because um, volatile organic compounds, um, they produce a gas vapor at room temperature, and that's your dispersal system. You know, aerosol sprays had come under uh, fire during the 1980s because they had a negative effect on the ozone layer. Yes. So then plugins became all the rage in the 90s. You know, and just like you're saying, since then, there's been a lot of research that has discovered and uncovered the astonishing number of toxic compounds that are present in a lot of these scented gels, like the phthalates you're just talking about. So the CDC uh, has a warning that got the attention of a lot of politicians, and now they're taking a closer look at the, the, the dangers of these plugins, right? Yes. So... I'm glad you brought that up. The Consumer Product Safety Bill 2008, that was a big step in for us. That's where you saw BPA banned from um, kids' kids uh, products, meaning like their bottles and their plastic, plastic cups and all that stuff. Um, that, was, that was that big movement. Now, that BPA is just one of many, many, many phthalates. Now, what's happening with these companies is as as one phthalate, one group of phthalates, like let's say BPA, they replace it with another alternative, another version of a phthalate. They find out a couple years later that that phthalate is equally bad and they replace it with another one. So we're in this perpetual cycle where we don't know what's in our stuff until it's caused enough harm for us to say, okay. That wasn't good for you. No, and we're replacing it with something that may be equally bad or worse because we just don't know. Until after the fact. Exactly. So now that we're aware of these potential dangers and harmful effects, I want to bring out the solution. Uh, Before that, though, you know, there's been links to throat irritation, nausea, headaches, damage to your kidney, liver, central nervous system. The list seems endless. It is. It's, It's so... Phthalates in general, they interfere with the male hormone testosterone, but they affect reproductive abnormalities. I watched a documentary once on frogs that were exposed to phthalates uh, within a near a plant, and all the frogs that were being born were being born without male parts. This documentary raised a big concern issue because you're seeing in a lot of animal testing how how this product, how these phthalates are causing asthma, allergies, they're causing birth defects, um, just a slew of problems. And these are not just maybe problems. These are definitive issues that we know are happening. Mm-hmm. That's the pollution. Now let's talk about the solution. Right. You're a huge fan of uh, essential oils. Oh, yes. Essential oils are something that we've replaced in our home for scenting and for many other things. Essential oils can be beneficial to your health, which is um, not the not the initial reason we started using them. They smell nice. There's endless scent combinations. You can make it strong. You can make it not strong. Something to point out is that now that essential oils are growing vastly in popularity and you see essential oils at Walgreens, Walmart, Amazon, everywhere you go, you have to know that not all essential oils are created equal. So you'll want to research and make sure there's not synthetic fillers, they're not using any type of synthetics or that it's a, there's no other alternate, alternated product in that bottle. Mm -hmm. And if it's too good of a deal, it's probably something you want to pass on. Okay, so two questions for you. When did you first discover, come upon essential oils? So essential oils, I have been around them since birth. I am from Poland. Uh, my parents my parents are from Poland, so we used essential oils as, a, as it was in our medicine cabinet growing up. I, I don't remember a time not being around them. 
So for those folks who aren't uh, completely familiar with or aware, what are essential oils? Essential oils are are derived from shrubs, flowers, trees, plants. They are the oil that con- that are contained within a plant, a shrub, a tree, a root. Mm-hmm. So the process of which essential oils uh, are made, uh, give us a little information on that. So the process that's used to, to make essential oils, there are a few, but the most common one is uh, steam distillation. So most essential oils are... Um, are extracted from plants through steam distillation so they can use any different types of uh, either parts of the plant. Sometimes they'll use the rinds of lemons or oranges. They can use flowers, shrubs. Um, They'll go ahead and suspend that over boiling water and the steam will pull the oil out of the plant. Um, The steam rises, it captures in a vessel and is pushed along tubing and that's how the oil is collected. Some some oils are rather easy to collect. Mm-hmm. Some oils are very expensive and labor intensive. So that's why you'll see a variation in pricing where some oils like orange may be very inexpensive and some oils like rose will be very, very expensive. Is that process mostly done here or overseas? Are we get, do we need to be concerned about where it's being processed? Like, you know, China has a bad rap for for a lot of uh, toxics in their chemicals are essential oils coming in from China to America. Uh, so different regions specialize in different in productions of different plants. So let's say, for example, Washington is a huge peppermint producer. Uh, they produce 90% of the world's peppermint. Washington State? Washington State. Had no state. clue. Yeah. So so they that's just their specialty. It's what they do. And as a state, they export a lot of the essential oils that's used. So some oils will grow better in other countries. So obviously we have to import them because they don't grow so well here. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the oil. It depends on what type of oil you're getting, meaning are you what, what essential oil in particular. Now, Peppermint oil, I just know from being around the kitchen, is used in some baking dishes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there any other good uses for peppermint oil outside the kitchen? Yes. So before I answer that question, I am not, uh, I am not medically certified. I am not a doctor. Okay. This interview is over. You got to go. <laughs> but <laughs> no, we get it. It's my, understandable. So with my experience with peppermint, I know I've used peppermint on my kids' feet to reduce a fever. Peppermint really? is excellent for soothing sore muscles. It's excellent at um, to handle breathing issues. Um, there's a there's a lot of different uses for peppermint outside of cooking. Yeah, that could be medically beneficial, and um, also it makes your house smell really nice. Especially on Christmas time, you know that that's the reason we're having because I want to hear somebody who has had success with something doesn't have to be a doctor or a practitioner, but just somebody who actually found a healthy alternative to something that's not so healthy for us. And that's what you're doing here. Today on the show, we're sharing information to elevate to to higher levels of awareness. So by you being here, you're sharing your experiences. And what you're saying is that you've had some very good success with uh, healthier alternatives as essential oils and peppermint being one of them. Absolutely. Peppermint, lavender, lemon, there are many of them. Peppermint's one of my favorites. Okay, so you you took me right into my next question. So peppermint is good for, you gave us a couple of different things. What have you found lavender be good for? So I like to call lavender my Swiss army knife of essential oils. If I were to be stranded on an island, I'd probably pick lavender. Um, It's really good for the skin, um, very good at calming. It's it's good for just about everything. It can help with allergies or seasonal changes. Um, 
and it's very good to use around kids. It's very mild. It's great for pets, great for dogs. Uh, I It smells wonderful. There's nothing that I wouldn't like about lavender, and I actually add it to lemonade, so you can use it in the kitchen. Did you say lemonade? Mm-hmm. You drink it? Uh-huh, yeah, you, absolutely. Really? Uh, no clue. Yeah, ingesting essential oils is safe. You want to you wanna look up the amounts, and they're very strong, so I often use a toothpick. I just put a toothpick into the bottle, and it just gives me that just right amount. Yeah. And um, absolutely. Interesting. And then let's go down the list. You said, so we have peppermint, lavender. The next one you said was, let's talk about orange, because I don't know too many people who aren't fan of orange, whether it's just smelling the orange or drinking, eating an orange or drinking the orange juice. What have you found orange essential oils good for in your uh, personal experience? So two things that I, or uh, well, so many more than two things, but my two things that stand out right now, right off the top are, it is a really good emotion oil, meaning it's very uplifting. So if you're having a bad day, just just smelling that essential oil is tends to uplift your spirit. Um, and I've found that to be true in my own personal case. The second thing that I really like lab, uh, orange for is uh, removing stains. Really? Unbelievably so. Yeah. So you have two boys. I'm sure you have a couple stains once in a while mm-hmm. when they're out, around the house, yeah. especially at two and four years old. Yes. So essential oils are really good to use on, uh, you know, kind of on the topic of, of what we use in our home, dryer sheets. We eliminated, we eliminated dryer sheets as the first thing that went out of our house because they contain a really, they're, they're probably the worst thing that you can have in your house chemically wise. Seriously. So we replaced them with wool co- wool balls and I put essential oil on those and I put usually either orange or lavender or if it's super stinky cuz I have only boys yeah. then purification but something to freshen up the laundry without making it have too heavy of a scent but still smell fresh. Yeah, we were kids. I remember my mom would buy these things called cling-free sheets. Oh, cling yeah. cling-free is that what they were? We put them in the dryer. And that, what you were saying just now took me right back to when I was a kid. And, and, and now I can say, wow, I know better. What was the other one? Orange, lavender, peppermint, and your, you have another one? Favorite? Another favorite of mine would be frankincense. Uh, not one that I ever used to like. It was one that I got and didn't care for it until I started using it. It's a really good skin oil, really good mood oil, um, very good for... If you do any type of meditation, yoga, anything like that, um, excellent oil for that. So you said frankincense. Of course, my mind goes to Frankenstein. So that mm-hmm. uh, that's gonna I'll, re- I'll remember that one. Where would you apply frankincense? To your wrist, your neck, forehead? Where does it go? So I typically add it into my face serum, or I will put it on my temporal lobes. Um, you can apply it on your wrists. There's different Vitaflex points throughout your body. So depending on what you wanna, which area of your body you wanna affect, you can. You can go to those VitaFlex points. And where does that, is it a flower it comes from? Uh, it's actually a resin of the Boswella tree. I've heard of Boswella as far as uh, supplements. Yeah, so that's frankincense. No doubt. It's, that's, so frankincense is just the essential oil of the Boswella tree. The Boswella tree. That's grown in Africa, yeah. Would you consider ingesting uh, frankincense? I to do, be, You yeah. do do it, okay. Uh-huh, for? Uh, just for immune support. When's the last time you got sick? I don't remember. That long ago. Honestly. <laughs> That's great. We don't get sick often. I can tell you that my two-year-old has never been sick ever. Wow. He has had a hand, foot, and mouth once because he puts everything in his mouth, mm-hmm. and that was two week, um, a month ago, but he just turned two, and he's never been sick. So not to say that one is 
causal to the other, but we do use essential oils. We ingest them, we breathe them in, we apply them topically. Um, ingesting them is very French. It's a French technique of using essential oils. Ingesting them. Mm-hmm. Diffusing them is a, is a German technique. And you have different diffusers that do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have in our home, we have diffusers throughout the house. I see you have, you have mm-hmm. one set up that, here. Oh, and, that's what that's for. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just, it's set, it's, it spreads the scent through the room and yeah. that you inhale that and you have that an extra benefit. So you're not just pleasantly scenting a room. Mm-hmm. You're actually helping your health. You're helping, um, I know thieves oil or different versions of thieves oil are really good for immune support. Another one, um, that's one that we like to use a lot because we all want to stay healthy. We all want to, we all want us, our house to smell nice. And if you can stay healthy and have a house that smells nice all at once, why not? Yeah. Win, win. Instead of breathing in phthalates. Toxicity. What a show. My next question has to do with more of a health question in your experience, have you come across any essential oils that are good for health? I know you said preventative, but let's say somebody is battling diabetes, or let's say they have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, weight issues. Am I All in... of this. Really? All of this. I've lost probably over 60 pounds in the last year or so, and a lot of that was using a combination of peppermint, really good appetite suppressant, and stress away which happens to smell like a, when you combine the scent, it smells like a cookie, but you don't, it suppresses your appetite. So, so by not eating, you lost the weight. I mean, that was one of them. I also worked out with a lot of other techniques. When I, when I started using essential oils, um, in the last couple of years, I used them more for health benefits rather than just scenting the lotions I was making for my baby's bums. Um, now I'm using them more as a health resource. Mm Hmm. And you can, there are apps out there that you can download a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, homeopathic medicine doctors now can help you with that too. You can look it up online, but pretty much any ailment will have a, a, a long list of essential oils that can work for it. For example, for, uh, there are many essential oils that work really well for allergies. Every person reacts differently to an essential oil, just like every person reacts differently to a medication. Um, I found that a combination of lemon, lavender, and peppermint did not work so well for my allergies. But mm-hmm. when I p- would apply manuka under my nose, I was clear for the rest of the day. So my body reacted really well to that. And that was, that was the solution to my problem. Manuka is manuka essential oil. another flower. Um, manuka. That's a good question. I'm not entirely you sure. You know, it works. I, I do, do know it works. You know how to spell it? Oil. M-A-N-U-K-A. Ding, 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 ding. You win. So those are essential oils. Do you ever take your essential oils and turn them into house cleaning products? Because that's an area that I know there's been a lot of controversy as well. Uh, so can you take an essential oil and clean the glass? Can you make it an antibacterial to take the place of the sprays, the bleaches, and so on and so forth? Yes, absolutely. So lemon is antiviral. Um, there, there are many essential oils that you can use for cleaning. I like to use lemon for my for my scrubs in the bathroom. I mean, you name it, you can do it. Glass, glass. I personally don't use any oils for. It's just a a cloth and some water. But everything else, everything else can have oils for it. We use ex- oils exclusively to clean our home. 
Wow. You know, I grew up, on. my mother was a big fan of bleach, bathrooms, laundry. And for the longest time, if it didn't smell like bleach, it wasn't clean, in my opinion. And, and, and you know, Lena has a different take on that. And she said it's not the best thing for uh, being exposed to is bleach. So what would you trade out bleach for in the essential oil categories? So I have traded out bleach mostly. I've traded out with peroxide and I've mixed in lemon primarily lemon or orange it depends on what i'm trying to accomplish if i'm trying to remove a stain off of a carpet or if i am trying to for my clothes i just use lemon and uh, peroxide and it does just as good of a job Mm -hmm. absolutely comet household cleanser comet very popular in america what essential oils have taken place in the comet can inside your house so Comet, you'll have to tell me what is that for? Because I did not use <laughs> you are, I have not used you Comet are, before. You are a full-blown essential oil gal. That's <laughs> awesome though. Comet's the, the cleanser for the sink. It comes in a tall can and it says Comet on it. It's like okay. a cleanser. You don't is even it, know. Yeah. So what do you clean your sinks with? Um, so my sinks, I will clean them either with a, uh, with a blend of Thieves oil, which is mixed with uh, water and um, rubbing alcohol or just water. Sometimes I'll add in a little bit of witch hazel. If I need a scrub, I use baking soda, and I add in thieves and lemon, and a little bit of water. We've been to your house. I can tell you, one of the cleanest sinks we've ever seen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> there you go. We were just at your place a couple of weeks ago for the boys' birthday party, and uh, your house is immaculate, so you, whatever you're doing is working. You know, you make your own soaps, don't you? I, I have not. I've, I make Castile soaps. I make our own family's uh, products, meaning we make our own shampoo, or not shampoo, but um, body lotions. I've made my own hair conditioner. I make my own lotions, my face serums, um, anything that the kids use, I pretty much make. How? Uh, by using essential oils, I source, um, I source most of my products through Amazon. Um, so I will buy uh, organic shea butter in bulk. I'll buy, uh, for example, avocado oil in bulk, and then I add essential oils. And that's usually my base for just about anything. From there, I can go to lotion bars. I can make my own sunscreen by adding in a little bit of non-nano zinc oxide, which I also bought off of Amazon. Um, All of this, once you get a little bit of a stash going, is really, really simple. And once you make your base for these concoctions, which for me is oftentimes shea butter and another oil that's non comedogenic, meaning it doesn't clog your pores, and you just go from there. You know, I think I'm sitting down with the essential oils chemist. <laughs> Little did I know. Amazing. Okay. So when people, before this podcast ends, you know where they're going to want to find you. Um, before I forget, tell them where they can find you and get more information so they can start doing some of these things at home for themselves. Yeah, so you can follow me on Facebook at Crunchy Mama Living. Crunchy uh, Mama Living. Spell it. Uh, C-R-U-N-C-H-Y, Crunchy, Okay. Mama, M-A-M-A, Living. And that's on Facebook? On Facebook. And all, a lot of what you're sharing here on this podcast is available on Crunchy Mama Living. Yep, it's just posts on how to do this all on your own. Tips, advice, you can ask questions. Amazing. Do you have to dilute any of this stuff? Like if you, when you take this, obviously the orange or you take me back to the bleach thing again, because like I said, I like my, I only buy white towels because I want my white, my whites to be white. So when you do your bleach uh, alternatives, are your towels coming out white? And if so, what are you using again? Peroxide, you said? Peroxide. So peroxide is a, is the main bleach 
alternative that you're going to find. It's tricky with, with essential oils and bleaching. I haven't found any oils that will cause specifically whitening bleaching, but lemon enhances the bleaching aspect. So when you combine lemon and peroxide, it's quite effective. Very cool. I haven't noticed any need to buy bleach personally. Mm-mm-mm. One of your favorite homemade recipes, you said peppermint is good. As far as a dish that the boys will eat that you know is healthy for them, what would be on top of that list for a favorite recipe? So one thing that I made a little while ago that was a huge hit was lemon asparagus. And I dropped a, a drop of lemon into the bottom of a pan with asparagus in it and a little bit of oil and a tiny bit of pink Himalayan sea salt or pink Himalayan salt on top and bake that for 15 minutes, 375. And it came out amazing with just the right hint of, of lemon, not too overpowering. It was perfect. No garlic? No, just that. That was it. Just salt and lemon. Simple. My gosh. And it was delicious. Who would have thunk? Before I let you go, What's the one opportunity in life you're going to make sure you never miss? Two, that's a great question, first of all. The one opportunity that in life that I don't want to miss is I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want our family's health or I don't want to miss out on, on our family being healthy by not doing the optimal amount of research on my end. So I try to lead the healthiest lifestyle possible so that I and my family can be as healthy as possible because healthiness and happiness are very important to us. They are. And the way people can find you is is through Facebook. Do you sell products or are you just solely making them for your household? I typically make them for family and friends. So if somebody is interested, they can message me and I do sell them. Outside of that, I've kind of stepped back and taken more of a blogging role, but I, the products are available if, if interested. Okay. One last question. You're 95 years old, which is going to be 50 years from now, right? No, more than that. Okay, I got the look. So <laughs> 95 years old, you're sitting in the rocking chair, reflecting on your life, looking back, and the three things that you'll be glad that you accomplished will be what? Now, I know, I know you just took a, a stab at the first one saying you want to make sure your family's health and happiness is taken care of. So mm-hmm. there's two left. What are those two? So honestly, the main thing that I don't want to miss out on outside of health and happiness, obviously, is... Uh, is worrying about the details, the little things, which is kind of hard given our whole topic of conversation here because it's all the little things. But um, I just want to look back on my life and feel like I've enjoyed it, like I've taken happiness in each moment. Um, Something else that I don't want to miss out on and that when I look back and I'm 95 is that I didn't, um, to that extent, take chances. So... If I see a good opportunity, I like to take it uh, without maybe thinking about it too much. Is that kind of how you started your blog? Because, you know, the people who are teetering, they're at their job. I mean, their job is not that fulfilling, but it seems like you have an outlet. It seems like your, your, your passion, the essential oils, you, you kind of just said, you know what, I'm going to do this for my family and friends. And, and a lot of times, just by starting with that mindset, you get the ball rolling you create momentum and before you know it, you've built yourself a nice following and maybe you can even turn it into a career. Yeah, it's wild because that was not necessarily the intention of this at all and it still isn't. The intention really is to spread knowledge and to educate and to help others find a better way. 
um, however they do it. I'd like to come alongside anybody who's willing to to do this on their own and and share my recipes with them so that they can in fact try try this type of lifestyle and see that it's better that it can that there is a better way and that it can be more fulfilling this way there's there's moms listening to this right now on, uh, and they think themselves you know i like what she's saying I, I wish i could do that can they do it absolutely how it is so easy tell it's them. so simple um pinterest google come talk to me message me if you're interested in a recipe, I'll share it. Follow my blog. I have tons of recipes on there. Uh, it, this, it, don't, don't be overwhelmed. Just dive in. Start with one thing. I started with lotion because that was my main point of concern. I didn't want to spread chemicals on my baby's bum. And I didn't want to spread chemicals on my pregnant belly. And once that lotion was made, it, it just took on its own form. And from there, it's, it's fun because you start to experiment. So if you like cooking, you'll really enjoy doing doing that side of it too because you're in the kitchen, you're kind of like a chemist almost, experimenting yeah. with different things and and it's a fun time. And it doesn't just have to necessarily be essential oils. They could be thinking about how they want to write uh, nursery rhyme books mm -hmm. or they want to start a blog even. They want to do yep. something creative and you just kind of gave them a little bit of a blueprint uh, and, and how they can do that. So the first step is, to, I think, just to kind of say, what's my why? What's my why behind it? And for you, your why was, I no longer wanted to be putting toxic chemicals onto my kids. Exactly. And that and was your our, why. In our home, yeah. And that's, got, and that's what got the ball rolling. So I want to say thank you again for your time. We're going to have you back, your wealth of information. And again, your website again is? Crunchy Mama Living on Facebook. Love it. Oh, that's right. Facebook, not website. Your Facebook following page is Crunchy Mama, Mama Living. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you again for your time. We appreciate you it. Bet. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.